March 15th, Luke chapter 1, verses 57 through 80. Now it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, and it was a boy. The word spread quickly to her neighbors and relatives that the Lord had been very kind to her, and everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, all the relatives and friends came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, No, his name is John. What? they exclaimed. There is no one in all your family by that name. So they asked the baby's father, communicating to him by making gestures. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise he wrote, His name is John. Instantly Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Wonder fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, I wonder what this child will turn out to be. For the hand of the Lord is surely upon him in a special way. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because He has visited His people and redeemed them. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of His servant David, just as He promised, through His holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering His sacred covenant with them the covenant he gave to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies, so we can serve God without fear, in holiness and righteousness forever. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation, through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy— the light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit. Then he lived out in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. Well, not sure how to start this off, guys. Uh... Wanted to say hi, my name's Ray Jedediah Calderon. I've never said my full name before. Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to the first phase guys. You know, I was in that position once and uh, I made it this far. So, you know, just keep your head up, keep your eyes up. Keep on the straight and narrow, you know. I got in a lot of trouble there. But, you know, God is doing good for me and he's doing good for you. I'm, guarantee that it'll do a lot better for everybody if you keep on keeping on. Um, I was born in New York, Brooklyn. Came here to Ohio, back and forth from Ohio to Brooklyn, you know, depending on what parent wanted me that week. So, you know, I'm not sure where to go on this, so I'm just going to be clear and honest how I feel. Um, I love cooking. And I'm pretty sure you've ate some of my food before, so you know, rock on about that. Um, you know, I've, uh, I'll just say about the drugs part, I've done a lot. So, you know, and God has redeemed me from that. 
So, so far so good on that. You know, I say, stay in your Bible. You want to learn, stay in your Bible. I've learned a lot about that too, you know. For a guy that has horns tattooed on the top of his head and, you know, upside down crosses, I've learned a lot about God and I can guarantee that he's way better than anything you can imagine. So, on top of that note, you know, God has been doing very great in my life. So on that note, I'm going to leave it up to you guys uh, and hope to see you soon. And I had this 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 dream a, a few years back. Just for, you ever have one of those dreams where you just don't know if it's really a dream, and you're there and you're in the middle of the dream and you're actually acting it out like you dive for a football or something, you know, and you're asleep. And and it was one of those where I dreamt that I died. I never dreamed that I died. I mean, my whole life I never dreamt that I died. You know, you always get away somehow, right? And your dreams like, oh, I forgot I have wings. You know, you, you get away. <laughs> But this time I didn't and I actually died and my brain just freaks out going, okay, what, what comes next? What comes next? And I start seeing these lights and, and everything else. And then I believed I was before the throne of God. And it was so real to me that in my dream, in my bed, I'm on my knees and my face is in my pillow thinking, no way, this is the throne. And, and my face is in my pillow and I'm shaking, I'm sweating, thinking I am before God. This is the moment I've been preparing for my whole life. And I was so scared because I was thinking about Revelation 4 where it talks about him sitting on his throne and, and talks about the lightning and thunder coming from his throne, the pillars of fire around his throne, the sea of glass, the four living creatures, the 24 elders, the hundred and million angels all bowing down to that throne. And I'm before it thinking, no way. Now understand, I'm not scared to die. I can't wait for the day I die. But there's still something scary about coming face to face with God. Okay? I know my salvation is secure by the blood of Jesus Christ, and I don't fear that, but there's just something about I'm standing before God. And I'm on the ground, I am shaking, I'm just freaking out, and then suddenly the thought occurs to me, maybe you're dreaming you know how you do that in your dreams? That thought comes up, and you don't know, right? It's that moment where you're going, but I don't know. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. And I just thought, what do I do? And I thought, okay, on the count of three, I'm just going to look up. You know, I'm just going to pick my head up, and so if I'm sleeping, it'll jar me awake. And it was terrifying, because I thought, okay, I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I'm either going to see God or my headboard. You know? And I just go, all right, one, two, three. I look up and I go, whoo, okay. All right. And again, I'm not scared to die. It's just, there's just something about that moment. Like, what is it going to be like? But here's my point. I don't know how it happens in the end. But let's say that's what it's like. And you seriously are just before that throne and you're terrified to look at a holy God. What if as you're down there cowering, shaking, what if at that moment you hear God say to you, well done? What would you feel at that moment? I mean, it would just be like, oh yeah, okay. I mean, the moment you hear the voice of God say, well done, what is that moment going to be like? 
And my question is, is there anything on this planet you want more than to hear those two words out of the mouth of God? See, I've decided there is nothing I want more than that. What else are you going to care about at that moment? How many people liked you? How popular you were? How successful you were in the world's eyes? How comfortable of a life you lived on the earth? At that moment, all you want, come on, say it. Well done. You did what I made you for. I made you for that purpose on that planet. I created you for that, and you knew it. You went out and you did what I told you to do on that earth. You weren't scared of all the people and your own congregations and everything else. You just said and did what I told you to do. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Oh, Father, how we all want to hear that. Please, God, give us the courage, just the knowledge, God, that we were made to do something today that no one else can do. May we do it with all of our might, with no fear, not comparing ourselves to other people, God, because you knew us before we were even born. And you have work for us to do, good works. And I thank you for that. We love you, God. And I want to hear those words so badly, so do whatever it takes to get me on the road to hearing that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Psalm 58, verses 1 through 11. In words that seem unchristian to us, David denounced the unjust rulers of his day, people who promoted evil by condemning the righteous and defending the wicked. In a prayer that would probably not be amened in churches today, he asked God to judge sinners and establish righteousness on the earth. David used many images as he prayed for their judgment. Make them toothless lions. Let them disappear like water on the sand or like the slime of a snail. Make them broken arrows. Let them be like stillborn children. Let them burn up like fuel under a pot. Let them be taken away in a whirlwind. A pretty strong language that David uses here in this passage of Scripture. You'll find similar passages in other psalms. These verses seem to contradict the admonitions in the New Testament. How should today's Christian respond? Well, because he was God's chosen king, David's enemies were God's enemies. No doubt his personal feelings were involved in these prayers, but his great concern was the righteousness of God and the good of God's people. You see, David had the authority to denounce national enemies. We have the privilege of forgiving personal enemies. But you cannot forgive enemies until you realize how wicked their words and deeds are. A holy anger against sin and a forgiving spirit toward sinners is the mark of a true child of God. The person who has no concern to oppose wickedness in this world does not know the sinfulness of sin or the holiness of God. That believer needs some backbone. Psalm chapter 58, verses 1 through 11. For the choir director, a psalm of David, to be sung to the tune, Do Not Destroy. Justice, do you rulers know the meaning of the word? Do you judge the people fairly? No, all your dealings are crooked. You hand out violence instead of justice. These wicked people are born sinners. Even from birth, they have lied and gone their own way. 
They spit poison like deadly snakes. They are like cobras that refuse to listen, ignoring the tunes of the snake charmers, no matter how skillfully they play. Break off their fangs, O God! Smash the jaws of these lions, O Lord! May they disappear like water into thirsty ground. Make their weapons useless in their hands. May they be like snails that dissolve into slime, like a stillborn child who will never see the sun. God will sweep them away, both young and old, faster than a pot heats on an open flame. The godly will rejoice when they see injustice avenged. They will wash their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then at last everyone will say, There truly is a reward for those who live for God. Surely there is a God who judges justly here on earth. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 12 and 13. It is foolish to belittle a neighbor. A person with good sense remains silent. A gossip goes around revealing secrets. But those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence.